Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's give them something to cheer for now. Hey, I'm not going to be a real patient guy now. And I say this shit stops. Fire the cannons, Buxley. Tampa 2. Tampa 2. Think it's a game. I came up from nothing. You can't tell me. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck. Check out my wrist. Yeah. Well, another week, another loss. Matt, what do you think? Man, it's getting a little bit, uh, getting a little bit stale watching, watching these boys, huh? Well, well I want to get something first because it just popped up on my phone as we we're about to get in here. So. Number one, I want to pat ourselves on the back a little bit for our pretty solid, um, I guess, predictions of our draft picks last year yep. of the draft in general. So remember last year when everyone was super psyched that we beat the Saints last game? Hate that. And they were like, oh, it doesn't matter. At least we get really good momentum. Okay. Fuck Who was – and, and I'm trying to give you credit as well. I know we were both on Quentin Nelson. For sure. At, um, I was big on Denzel Ward, and there's one more guy you were big on. Uh, he goes by the name of Derwin James. Okay, Pro Bowlers just came out. <laughs> I have not seen this. We intentionally set this up this way, but I haven't seen it, and I think I know where this is going. Go ahead. Let me tell you who made the Pro Bowl. All right, Denzel Ward, <laughs> Quinn Nelson, yikes, Derwin James. Let me tell you who did not make the ball ball, Ryan. Actually, we'll do it this way. Who made the Pro Bowl from the Bucks? If I had to put money. Trick question. No one. No one? We got zero. We got a big goose egg. I would have thought Which, at least Mike Evans or JPP. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The three guys that came to the mind that I say, look, let's be real. They could have a shot. JPP, Levante, and Mike Evans. Like, they all have legit, like, I think they have legit cases, especially Mike yeah. Evans, especially JPP. I mean, shit, he's I mean, like... JPP was the first one that came to mind on our team, but um, big nope. goose egg. Nobody Bowl. else. Nope. Maybe OJ Howard, if he was if he was healthy, uh, he would have had a shot. Yeah. And that was... A, uh, someone brought that up this week that I kind of forgot about that. On You know, we lost... We essentially lost Deshaun and OJ at the same time. And, man, the offense don't look the same after that, does it? Those are two guys that you OJ Howard kind of occupies the middle of the field and DJX was, you know, kind of the stretch, the field guy. But, man, since those two guys left. Yeah, uh, I think we different. it hurt us more losing OJ than Deshaun, to be honest with you. But I don't know. It's Chris Godwin's been a little off the last couple of weeks. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I was going to bring him up because I know I'm – look, I'm all hit for him getting his opportunities, but I know a lot of people in Tampa are just saying he's a great – like I, I don't see him at this point on – some people say like, oh, he could be a number one, so I don't know why people say that. I think he could be a solid number two, and I will say that I did hear Dirk Cutter on a show last week say that he thinks that he's playing a little banged up and he's not – kind of talking about it, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think but, so, know, too. He, the last couple of weeks, he hasn't looked like even a number two. <laughs> yeah, he just, I don't know. Those those 
games in the rain are a little tough to tell because I feel like even Mike Evans will drop a few, and it, it, those are tough to tell who's injured or who's playing hurt. But at this time of the year, I mean, everyone's kind of hurt. There's no excuses. You either make it happen or you don't. And, you know, I'm a fan of Chris Godwin, so I think he'll be fine over time. And next year, he's going into his third year. I think he'll be pretty solid. I think he'll be a really solid number two. It's just, it's he's different. You watch Mike Evans, and that's that's a number one. That dude yeah. really, to me, is, for the most part, unstoppable. And also, something I was going to ask you this week, do you think Mike Evans has crossed into Keyshawn Johnson land and he's being targeted by the refs? I saw a couple people bring that up. I, it, it feels it, like it's happening. Yeah, it, my, to me, I didn't really put that together until but i will say i mean i do watch a lot of football and and he definitely gets more of those calls than anyone that i i can remember especially offensive pass interference or like yeah pick holding call that was complete bullshit the guy was holding his shoulder pad and literally was like in there holding him and i i was just completely shocked you know, I, I got on in the background because I got a couple bucks on this game too, but <laughs> I got the Lakers game on in the background here. And it almost, when you say that, it reminds me of like a Shaq or a LeBron that yeah. those guys are just so big that they get called differently than other guys, you know? And I think Mike kind of goes in that category. He's just such a big physical receiver that he gets called different than than everyone else. I'm going to have to look. I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if Julio gets calls similar because i feel like julio's a big strong dude um, i feel like he does a little bit i feel like that yeah that's a good compare i feel like he does a little bit not maybe not as much but i feel like i definitely see him getting some opis it's crazy when you really look at it i think mike evans might be the most physically imposing wide receiver in the league because you think before him was calvin johnson that was pretty easy but after calvin johnson retired like who else is as big as mike evans is fast and and is running the full route tree, running go routes. It ain't. It's not like he's just a possession receiver. He's he's not no, really he can, getting a ton of yards after the catch. But other than that, I mean, I say that that's probably the only thing he doesn't do exceptional is once if he gets the ball in his hand, just yak yards yards after catch on like a slant route or something. But but he can also get behind you, so he's still be able to make big plays. It's just those little. Um, you know, like Odell or Antonio Brown take a slant for 40, 50 yards. You don't see him doing that very much. Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another guy in the league right now that I feel like is more physically imposing. Maybe Julio would be the other one that comes to mind. But other than those two, I can't think of anyone that I would I would think. And so that's probably why they are kind of getting the Shaq treatment or LeBron, where it's like if you, if you wanted to, I feel like you'd call a foul. Every play, LeBron takes it to the rack, literally. Yeah. I mean, that dude gets hounded. Shaq did too. But anyway, no pro bowlers this year. I'm sure we'll get, you know, an alternate or something like that. But that shit sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So going on, so we'll start on this game a little bit. Two things that seemed to bother the shit out of me on Sunday. And I thought, for some reason, I thought we had a sneaky chance of keeping it close because, number one, kind of saw the weather conditions and number two as much as i love watching him and he's a great athlete lamar jackson can't exactly stretch the field as a passer yet so i figured we could play up you know what i mean and they obviously gashed us and run the yards but was it the first play of the game 
we have a great run of Peyton Barber run someone over. I think even Eric Whitehall. I'm not sure, but tw- like a 12 yard run up the middle. Yeah, and I think the rest of the series we didn't call a fucking run play. Like what? It's I'm and just, Peyton Barber kind of got off a little bit that first quarter, first half I'm, really. And it's like okay, you know it's going to be like this. This guy's running over some people, and you just you don't give him another touch on the first. Uh, God, it's. And then you get to the point where, and Ian Beckles brought this up, which I thought was interesting. Like in the second in the second half, I believe we only got four possessions as an offense. Wow. So, I mean that that goes to you're just not playing well on either side of the ball. That you can't get the ball away, and then you can't sustain a drive. And you got to know in those conditions that you have to lean on a running game. And have it just to. seems like whoever's calling plays, whatever. Munkin cutter game planning is just defiance to the point we're going to throw the ball we're going to stretch the field we're not going to try to establish a run game and I just I think that has to be a huge emphasis this offseason yep. in getting a freaking run game getting another back I'm fine with Peyton being on the team um getting touches but another back god bless I'm I I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't know why Jacquez Rogers. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't ever want to see him again. Like, geez, Almighty! But yeah, that just has to be an emphasis this offseason on getting a freaking run game going. Are you ready to give up on Ronald Jones? I don't think you give up on anyone in a year after a rookie year. Um, but he sucks right now. He's. I don't know. Look, I, I've, known, I've been around sports my whole life. I've seen guys just because of confidence not play well. I don't know if that's it. I I still stick to this. I don't know if they saw him as a pass catching back. He's not, and I don't know that he ever can yep. do that. It's just it's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you know, he's he's got pretty much that speed, but. It's not looking good for him right now. He he doesn't look like he should be on an NFL roster at this point. No, that's what I was going to say. And it, it's crazy, too, because you watch him at USC, and like when the dude gets the ball in space, it's like he's special. But getting him to that point is obviously pretty challenging. And at the NFL level, it's just he's not getting it done. And I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's scheming. I do know this, though. If if he is not catching the ball well and he's not making plays, why the fuck are we running him on an out route out of the backfield? I like, have no idea. <laughs> like, I, how many times has he dropped that pass? The ones he has shown the ability to catch are the five yard dump routes, or like surprisingly, he's caught some of those wheel routes. So I don't know if it's catching laterally. He's just not good at. He's better over the shoulder or, or straight on. I don't know what that is. I mean, I don't obviously see him in practice, but the thought would be. You see him every day, figure out what he's good at and like focus on that or move him out to receiver and like throw him a screen pass or something or out of the slot, a little bubble screen, literally anything. If you're trying to get him in space, don't fucking throw him out routes where he's being defended by a linebacker and a safety coming down because obviously that's not working. Give give him an end around or something. Something. Um, Yeah, it's not looking good for him and and more on him in that point. I'll tell you what, after this Sunday, for whatever reason, I, I'm kind of thinking to myself. He gets fired early? No, I, I'm kind of, 
I was kind of set as of last week on. I, I just there's no way Cutter, there's no way he makes it. I think he's gone. I, I'm kind of thinking after this, and kind of stuff I'm hearing, I think Light might be out too. Ooh. I just I have a feeling. And the most damning thing that I heard, and I listened to all this stuff around town, listened to Ian Beckles, um, Anthony Beck, former tight end. Um, the most damning thing I heard that really got me kind of scratching my head and stuff that we've talked about and guys that you're bringing in is DeMar Dotson's postgame quote. Did you see those? Dude. That he said at halftime, what, it was a 10-9 game, right? We're down one point. I ain't worried about any one job but my own. No, he said, I mean, that was another one we can talk about, but DeMar Dotson said that at halftime, it seemed that there were a lot of guys in the locker room that were happy to be down one point, that they were almost celebrating that at halftime. And that just freaking just wow. made me so mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of shit is when you feel like, okay, we might be in a little more trouble than we thought. You know what I mean? If that's a mentality that our team has, that guys are getting pumped up, that they're close on a game at halftime, uh, we, we might have a little more work to do as far as this roster. So that's, that's leaning me towards light that I don't know that he's bringing the right kind of guys in. I think you can look at a Levante, a JPP, an Ali Marpet, a Mike Evans, and the list is getting shorter of guys that Jameis. <sighs> think about I, this. I, I think Jameis works his ass off, and I. He's twenty five. Be here, yeah, next year, and he definitely has earned a fifth year. Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, like we've talked about, what, what are you going to get better? You know, that that's my point. I think he's earned the fifth year. I really not because of what you get better, but I just think. He, I don't know why, but. This whole benching, it it really has seemed like it humbled the hell out of him, and he took it pretty hard. Because even his press conferences, you watch him, and he's not the same person. And I actually just saw a tweet as we were um, getting going here. Remember Antonio Bryant, our old receiver? Oh, yeah. I love following that guy on Twitter. He's good. Yeah, and he just put out a tweet. I hope they don't get rid of Jameis. I think he's a winner. I think give him some better coaching next year, and he can be a pro bowler. So that 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 tells me something. Um, and, and when I'm, you watch other coaches talk about Jameis, they all say he has he has the talent and the ability, but there's obviously something missing. Yeah, and I I'm I'm excited to see who we bring in as a coach. Hopefully we hopefully we get someone to get the shit. But I will say, you know, on the Demar Dotson quote, I I think pretty soon here these players, and I'm tired of hearing the same shit every year. And I get it. Like, what else are you gonna say when you're no, you're not going to the playoffs. Like, we're going to keep playing, but I'm tired of hearing that shit. And it's like the guys that have been here, they're just, there has to be a different mentality in the locker room for the guys. And they, and they need to take some onus as well. Like, I'm, I'm with them. I don't think Cutter's done a great job overall this year, but the players also, you know, you, you got to take some on, uh, on yourself as well. Yeah. It's surprising to hear that. I didn't hear that until right now. And that's kind of, it, it's taken me back a little bit just trying to understand how you could say that like yeah, i get it, it. i've never pl i've never played in the nfl but i like at no point in sports are you happy to be down right or i mean keep it I mean, close anything, like, it, like to fun. feel like you've done something to be a point that's just 
God, your mentality is so screwed up. And if that's the way it is in our locker room, then damn it, man, we, we got a little ways to go here. We got a long ways to go if that's the move. And you know, it's wonder. I, I wonder if the the absence of Quan is being felt in those ways. Yeah, I mean, because you just can't have enough of those guys. I mean, just think about our old Bucks, man. We had so many personalities that were out there trying to really. I mean, even down to like Booger McFarlane, you oh, know, yeah. Culpepper, well, Sap, Brooks, Lynch. Just, yeah, just Sap, Brooks, and Lynch. Like, we even have it on our little intro thing. If you hear Warren Sapp saying this shit stops, like, on something that he's alluding to is when they went somewhere and lost a game and didn't play well. Like, him and Brooks, that's the story he's told. Like, him and Brooks and Lynch kind of got together and, like, we're not playing like that shit no more. We're better than that, you know? And it... It takes a str- and I think JPP. I don't know if he's the most outspoken guy. I don't think so, but but I think if guys can follow the way he works, and I'm, uh, I mean, I know we've talked about this a little bit. I'm kind of done with uh, Gerald. I mean, just uh, <laughs> what does he even even on the field to this point? You see him flash what like two plays a game, and then like for what we're paying him. I mean, we either. In my opinion, we got we got to find something else this offseason, and I just I don't even just like the mentality anymore. It's just, yeah, man. There's just something off with that whole situation with him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I think he's probably a really good human. I'm sh- actually I don't think I know he's a really good human, but it just ain't working. I don't no. I don't know I don't know why. I can't give you the answer, but I have listened to Warren Sapp's podcast. And he talked a lot at one point about the Bucks and gap integrity. And there was a play, I think it was the touchdown run for the Ravens. Jared McCoy busted inside and left like a four-yard gap, which generally when they do that, that means the linebacker is supposed to fill that. But it was so wide. By the time the linebacker got there, the I can't remember who it was. I don't remember. Number 30, I think it was, made one cut. And he was like 10 yards before the safety even hit him. And I just had to think that can't be by design. And if that is by design, that's the shittiest defensive call and like scheme. And, and a reason also that I think you have to kind of look at what people will do well as they age and almost how you can reinvent yourself when your athleticism declines. Right. So what has Gerald always been good at his whole career? Get off. He's a, he's a, his get off. He's quick to get up the field. And, yes, sometimes he loses gap integrity. So as he's getting older and he can't get that get off, then what does he do? Because he's not the strongest guy ever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think he can. He might be a guy that shows, like, declining quickly once that elusive – because he did. He had a great – he had a great get off um, – and you can always see that, like in training camps, if you go, he like he'll ruin a play because he gets up the field so fast. So when that kind of leaves him, I'm kind of scared to see, you know, how he transitions into doing something else well. In that way, I would rather be like the Patriots, where you're early to the party than late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I'd rather trade him. Shit, Patriots are probably a good example. I'd rather trade him to the Patriots and try to get something, you know. I, I can't think of a player 
that they would be willing to part with. But and really, honestly, they don't have anything. Probably like a fourth round, fifth round pick, something like that. Um, and you get the money off your books, so that that to me would be an ideal situation. But more than likely, I think Gerald probably either has to restructure his contract to say, or we cut him. Yeah, I agree. On the bright side of interior D linemen, and I, I just, I find it funny. But I mean, people on Twitter and shit, man, guys like, come with some good shit. Some come with some good substance because people are like still busting V to V's balls. Like the dude had nine tackles in a game. As a I'll tell you what, you know what I'm saying. I've been the first to shit on that guy, especially because I really wanted Derwin, and obviously I think Derwin has proved to be a difference maker, and I think we can all agree. At this point, we have drafted a two-down player that plays against the run right now. Right. And that's not Vita's fault. I mean, no. that's the person who picks him. He yeah. is what he is. But the things you 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 know you can't necessarily coach or, or change is effort. And he is out there definitely giving effort. You can yeah. tell he's trying to make plays. He's chasing running backs 15 yards up the field. And so he looks different than he did the first couple of games. I'll he tell you, sure even, does. Even um, Ian Beckles, who's kind of crapped on him a lot as well, like gave him props as Pat Wee. And I, I was glad to hear that because, you know, he's obviously played guard in the NFL. So for him to talk about a D tackle, I think is pretty telling. And he said that he can kind of see him you know, being a good player here down the road from the past couple of weeks. So hopefully, hopefully that's right. And maybe we'll get into some more draft talk, but there's some, there's some D lineman dudes out here coming in this draft. And Greedy. I hate that we would have to <clears throat> use another pick on that, but Greedy. Man, up, up there at the top, I'm just telling you, I saw Todd McShay's uh little mock and he mocked Greedy to us. And what, but what were we at? We were at like eight or nine, right? I think it was nine. So I'm just saying, if we get up a couple more spots, there's two D linemen. One All from uh, no, well, the two I like more. Um, last name is Williams from Alabama. I was an Alabama dude. I was gonna say is fire. And uh, also the one I think it's Farrell out of uh, Clemson. Oh, Farrell's really good. Uh, is he a and, D tackle? Um, I think he plays kind of both, but. I mean the one Quinn. I think it's Quinn and Williams out of Alabama. I don't. I don't know that we get him in fall, but I'm just saying there's a couple of dudes that honestly I'm. I'm not even going to mind if they might be too good to pass up to kind of team them up with V to V, and we might get some interior dudes. Because I tell you what, like the more I think about it, if one of those guys fall that we just think's a stud D tackle, put him next to Vita. And we still got JPP and NASA playing well on the edge. I'm good with then that. Then our line start, starts looking all right. But like we've talked about, definitely, uh, obviously, that cornerback spot's going to still be haunting us a little bit. Nick Bosa, could you see him falling? No, I, I just, I think he'll be off the board in the top three picks. I don't think we're going to get up that. And I'll, I'll say this. So this week, we're going to Dallas. You know, uh, I think we're still going to play. Let's see Jameis and everyone do their thing. But I'm just going to say this, and I don't know why this would be a big shocker to people or how other people feel about this, but say we lose against Dallas, right? We come back and play in Atlanta. Why not sit JPP, Levante, 
Jameis, Mike Evans, let Ryan Griffin, Justin Watson, uh, you know, Vita, Alex Kappen, these guys just play the last game, get get a little experience and not say we're throwing the game, but hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because look, we're going to be with the Falcons, which right now I believe we're like same record. That could that could be one of those scenarios. Like if we win, we drop three or four slots and we saw how that worked out before. I'm not against that. I mean, I, I think you know well, how. Like, I mean, I think we all. It's a big deal. And especially for like Ryan Griffin's case, like do, don't we want to know if we want to keep him as a long-term, you know, you know, backup? Yeah, I would think so. And and depending on who the coach is next, yeah, uh, there's so much going to depend on so many things, you know. But to me, I, I don't mind seeing Jameis play out the rest of the year. I just think I, I don't, I, I don't want to like, win either. <laughs> so yeah, like whatever I just think allows if it comes both down of those. To that last game. And you look around and you look at the standings like, do we really need to go balls to the wall? Like, at least let JPP or Mike Evans sit. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's why, also why? a weird message, too. Like, imagine being Dirk, knowing you're probably going to be fired and you're like, oh, I'm going to bench these guys for whoever comes next. What? I mean, did we not do that the year that we wanted to get Jameis? Oh, we definitely sure. did. We sure did. <laughs> so that, did. that second half, we put all our backups in to make sure that we lost that game. I'm just saying. But, I mean, and to the other point, why do you want to – what if what if you're in that last freaking game and Mike Evans, you know, God forbid, gets hurt or JPP or something like that or, like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, what's the point? But we'll see when he gets down to that. Yeah. Um, the coaching search is going to get weird. What do you I, – I think we've touched on this a little bit, but – I'm I'm on the other side of the fence. I, I feel like every there's a good segment of fans that want Mike McCarthy. I just don't get it. Like I get that dude went to a Super Bowl, but you've had I understand why unanimously the second best quarterback for how long? And I don't know. He just he doesn't do it for me. I know you said you liked him a little bit. Man, there's definitely people like to me. I think if you can. If you can get him away, Josh McDaniels would be a really cool one to me. Creative, has been there, you know, I don't know. I think he could be a really cool one. Um, I've seen a couple other guys. Lincoln Riley, the dude from Oklahoma, that could be a really interesting one. Yeah, I like him. I don't know that he, number one, leaves. And if he does, I know, I feel like he would kind of like to go to Cleveland, to be honest with you, to pair with Baker. Um, that's going to be interesting, too. If there's a couple high-profile guys, can Jack we... Jack Del Rio, uh, is that even an option in your mind? I don't like that one. How about... That's one that might intrigue me from in our division. What if Ron did, Rivera gets fired? I, I'm not in... I don't know. At the top of the list, I don't think Mike Tomlin's going anywhere. Harbaugh... Harbaugh um, I think they've played well enough that he's going to stay. Yeah, no, so so that's going to be tough. And I think I think there's a lot of guys that can be good coordinators um, coming up. And on the flip side, I think Monken and Cutter can both have um, a coordinator's job lined up at the end of the season. It wouldn't surprise me to see both of them find jobs pretty quick. Dennis Allen, the Saints defensive coordinator. There you go. And I'm still on that. And it was, man, I, I still think about that when we're talking to Greg Onman on here. 
when he said he just doesn't think we we bring in a president of football operations guy that just i'm surprised that he that he said that and i i'm gonna be curious to see see if we do that if we can bring in a guy to or at least the uh seasoned gm to just get this thing in the right direction and and hire the right guy yeah also there's another one i meant to i meant to mention I couldn't remember his name, so I looked it up. Chris Richard. He is the Cowboys. Technically, he's the Cowboys DB coach. But this year, it's not listed, but he took over play calling duties for Rod Marinelli on defense for the Cowboys. And I think we all know they've played pretty well defensively. That's an interesting one. Um, And I think Josh McDaniels, to me, would be a really cool one. I think that. And I, I still also that that guy that I brought up, uh, James Betcher, that Bruce Arians was real high on. That yes. used to be the D coordinator in the car. I think he'd be a guy to look at. So it'll be interesting to see. The more these, the more these guys keep going, um, and these guys keep getting wins. I don't know how much coaching change they'll they'll be, but the more I guess the more the merrier for us. But then it's kind of the flip side because do we want you know, are we going to be able to lure the those high? <laughs> you know what I mean. If if uh, Harbaugh or a, I just don't see Tomlin like if a Harbaugh becomes available, would we be able to get him here? Besides like kidnapping him, I don't know. Ah, uh, probably not. I mean, I can't think of. No one's lining up to come here. That's what I, I mean. Besides, you know, no income tax, beautiful city. Um, I don't know the the roster and the. Just the history we've had of late is is great to say come here, but ooh, I got one for you, Matt. You ready? Yeah. Vic Fangio, defensive coordinator for the Bears. He was also the D coordinator for those 49ers teams uh, with Jim Harbaugh that was very successful. There you go. Like that would be. He runs a three four though, and I know we've talked about this before. Jim Schwartz. That's another one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what he had, he had the couple years in Detroit, right? Um, yeah. I'd love him as a coordinator. I wish he would be our D coordinator. Was he the Bills head coach as well? Um, Schwartz? I can't remember. Maybe, but I mean, I wish we, when we were freaking, I wish we would have got him at, as, instead of Mike Smith. I was actually calling for that when we were doing it. Ooh, but. Sorry, I'm thinking of a few now, Matt. Bob Stoops is rumored to want to get into the NFL. Would you take kick the tires on the Bob Stoops? No. Hell no. Brian Kelly? He intrigues me. I don't know that I... Bittersweet, I'm, huh? I'm a name guy, so I mean, I've seen, I just don't know that he's a pro... I don't know. Man, that, that's tough for me. David Shaw? I'll tell you what, he, he would probably intrigue me more. For i got some one reason. more for you. I'm curious. Urban Meyer. Hell no. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's a piece of shit. Look, I don't want these guys that, and that's why people talk about uh, Jim Harbaugh. Like, Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, those are guys that'll come for two, three years. Yeah, maybe they'll get you in a playoff appearance, but 
they're going to do shit to screw up your fair. You know what I mean? They're not going to be here for like a 10 year thing. And I think that's the ultimate goal to find a Mike Tomlin, obviously like <laughs> you don't even want to talk about like Bill Belichick status, but find a guy who can be here for like eight years, man. You know what I mean? And I just don't think guys like that, that have had the history of doing Sean bad Payton's shit. Are probably a good, Sean Payton's yeah. shit. Even Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera has been there a good little minute. Mike McCarthy was there and you know, those yeah. kind of guys that, that, stay yeah that that are good enough to change something up from year to year and i just the more and more i see like the the lovey smiths of the world and the there's another guy i was gonna um bring up but that that are just kind of oh and what's the uh the guy from usf um, uh oh uh i know you're talking about jeez it'll come to me don't worry but uh Charlie Strong. Yeah. Um, th- those guys, I just, I feel like they're not adapting to the new way that the NFL's played, you know? And there's still something to be said. Look, look at these games. And I told you this was going to happen. And, you know, we even talked about it like fantasy wise and just stuff. But see what happens when the season gets a little late. Guys are banged up. The uh, weather gets a little colder. Now these offenses aren't putting up 40 points. They're putting up 20 points. You got to be able to play a little defense. You got to be able to run the ball. Yep. So I, and I hate to keep like bringing guys up, but I listen to Ian and I think he makes some great points. Like what do we do extremely well? Like what can we put our hat on? And he says that all the time. Like what can we like hang our hat on week to week to say, we're going to do that really well every week. I mean, the passing game is the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah, and I mean, has that, like, we didn't do that well last week or the week before, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think we're having a down down little run, but I yeah. I so do think like, we're a really good passing team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, numbers-wise, we we're, we're number one in the league still. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to keep bringing that up because, like, at the end of the day, we're not a good football team and we're not winning. So, like, who gives a shit? But <laughs> I get it. Like, True. Yeah, that's our one thing. But uh, I'd like to see us get back to playing defense. I, I think we started got some. I think we got a steal in NASA JPP. We've talked about him. Hopefully, like a Whitehead and Evans can come back strong and have a great offseason solidify some corner and get back to playing really solid defense all year, not just one half and then get a freaking running game like we talked about earlier i just i, I can't emphasize that enough got to find a freaking right guard um bryce also, love I, uh bryce love from stanford's a pretty good runner huh yeah and i feel like you can always find those running backs but i think it was anthony beck if i'm not mistaken um you can look it up but said that donovan smith played his way out of a contract that's a pretty uh some pretty rough words there, huh? I mean, and you know what's interesting is I'm looking, I'm looking at prospects. So there are, I mean, depending on where the year ends, there is, you know, Jonah Williams from Alabama, uh, offensive tackle. I mean, there are guys definitely. I mean, there's a guard from Boston College that's mocked in the top twenty. There's Yandi from West Virginia. Could you see tackle. us taking an O lineman in the first round? God, I just no, I but I don't know think about could. it. Quentin Nelson, we were familiar with because we both have followed Notre Dame, but and I'm not as familiar 
with some of these guys, but just think. I mean, Williams from Alabama is a stud. I think he's a top three, four pick. I don't even know that he will get to us. But, I mean, he is a stud. My point is, is if for whatever the reason one of those guys falls, I would not be upset if we walk away with that. Per- like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it just, wouldn't I mean, be a sexy I, I just pick. Think, it just wouldn't be a sexy pick. Yeah. I And, I look, I, I was with – I Quentin Nelson was my number one guy I wanted uh, last year. And look what it's done for the freaking Colts. Like, they go get Ryan Kelly as a center a couple years ago and then get Quentin Nelson, and now – Andrew Luck looks great, and he's not getting beat up as much. So he looks really good, man. He looks like he's really coming into form. I'm sure next year, when he really has had a full year under his belt, really rehabbed two years removed from that injury, he's probably oh, going to yeah. be real strong. Yeah, and he's good playing really well. And just that that O line, I I saw that the the sack numbers and everything. They're just they've turned it around so much just by one or two players. And I feel like we do that um, right guard. Like if you go put in a really good right guard right now god i think that just does wonders for us so also shout out marlon mack from usf over there with the colts there you go doing some things wish wish we could have got him in the fourth huh right hey what do we know pretty well you know he's he's pretty good player we called that one too just saying (laughs) but it'll be interesting hey if you think about it we got two more weeks and uh we're probably saying bye-bye to a head coach, and there's going to be some some changes. Like I, I tweeted out the other day, it's it's a Bucks fan's uh, best time of year. We get a new coach, maybe a new GM, and uh, look forward to, fingers crossed, a top 10 pick. <laughs> and uh, have a good time in the offseason, right? That's about it. Yeah, I mean – we're going to be doing something a little special for the draft, obviously, since it's going to be here in Nashville. So once it gets a little bit closer, we'll have some more details. But Matt will Fingers be up here in Nashville. I, Fingers crossed I can fly. I still can't fly right now. Oh, you! I think you'll be ready by then, bro. Hopefully. Worst case, you just rent an RV and we make this a real party. Yeah, you're going to come pick me up and drive it? I mean, I'm not going to like pick you up. I mean, you can drive that <laughs> shit up. <laughs> Anyway, you want, me, you want me to drive a big ass RV by myself? All right, that'll be real fun. Yeah, I guess that. I guess that's not really that tight. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that logistically, and it's not like one of those you can like meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah, um, figure it out. Well, this say, this weekend, who do we have? Dallas in Dallas. <laughs> so, like I said, I mean, it's tough. It you, you hate to sit there and you. I've, I've just gotten to the point, man. It's it's almost like numbing. You just – I've always – I see all these other people getting so mad on Twitter, and I'm like, at the end of the day, man, it's kind of like – to me, it's like an outlet on life. Like it's something you can do to be tied to your city and go sit there for three hours on a Sunday and like have fun. But I will say it's it's been a little – it's been a little less fun the past couple weeks. <laughs> I will say that. But look, at the end of the day, I still want to see my guys do good. Uh, you know, look for different things. I, you know what I've done a lot this year in like the past couple of games. Like, I'll just sit there. Like when we're playing on defense, I'll just watch V to V. You know what I mean? Like, go look or, or go sit there and watch Carl Nassib. Just watch him. Don't don't watch the ball or anything. Just look how they're playing. Um, Carl Nassib, I that might be. I, I don't and that's know. what's crazy is you you think about these little pick up the Cameron Brates and the Carl Nassibs and those guys and then Humphreys. 
but then yeah, but then you got the freaking Ronald Jones and the MJ Stewarts and the, so. Well, one thing I will say about MJ Stewart, and I've been kind of watching when he's been in, dude. I think he's a safety. I don't think he's a corner. I think I don't he, even think he played that much safety in uh, North Carolina. Though. I don't think he played much of it either. But just watching him. I feel like he's more of, of a free safety, and him and Evans might be. But here's where it gets tough. If Jordan Whitehead puts on 10 pounds, maybe 15 pounds of muscle, yeah. I'll feel real strong about him and Evans together. That's what I mean. I just hope they can have one of those off seasons to where, like, obviously it'll be Jordan Whitehead's first, like, so you expect him to make a jump. But even Evans, you know, just been a little banged up this year, hasn't. He just went on IR today. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just kind of didn't, you know, skyrocket like we thought. Um, but, man, if they can both have good off seasons to where they jump up there, I, I really do. I'd be excited to see them. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Hopefully we get this loss in Dallas, you know what I mean? Yeah. I And I think the bit, like I said, I think the bigger one's going to be the last game, and I hate to say that, but, hey, guys, think about it. Get, get Ryan Griffin, maybe – Mike Evans, maybe you're a little sick that day. <clears throat> Get the little cough. You and you and JPP just kind of chill on the sideline. I'll bring you a hot dog. And, <laughs> Mark uh, Sanchez. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey man, because right, we wanna we wanna jump those Falcons and and stay ahead of a couple of these teams because there's a lot of teams tied. When you look at that draft thing, there's a lot of a lot of guys clumped together there, and and one win can make the difference. Four or five picks. So yep. let's stay in the top ten. I'll tell you what, also, man, the Bears might be the team in the playoffs. The way they are playing, goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, You at the end of the day, you just... Defense, I, defense, defense. Defense, and the, and I feel like that's what is frustrating. Like, you have to be able to run the ball at some point. I, I know a lot of people will talk about the Patriots, but, I mean, damn it, that, it. They still have had their times where they have ran the ball in the playoffs really well. And they do a lot of things, but I mean, look, it's Tom Brady, like once in a generation type of dude. So let's not just say, oh, the Patriots can do it. But I feel like all the teams that kind of are always there, you got to be able to run the ball a little bit and when you're getting later in the season. Man. So, man, it'd be nice to get a, a nice thousand yard rusher next year or something. I'm hopeful. Yeah, we'll, well see. O-line get better. Yeah. Until, until uh, next week. We'll see you next week. Fire the cannon, baby!